You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, welcome back. We're glad to have you listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. So our guest again today is our recovery pastor, uh, Sean Hampton's with us. Sean leads our Celebrate Recovery ministry at Carterville, and Sean's become a great friend to me and a a good partner in the gospel ministry. I, I love, Sean, what I see the Lord doing through our Celebrate Recovery ministry. So thanks for being with us again today. Welcome. Well, right. Glad to be here. Well, if you were listening yesterday, uh, we began talking about the 12 steps of recovery. Now, if you did not have a chance to listen to yesterday's episode, my advice is press pause and <laughs> go back and listen to yesterday and catch yourself yes. up. So today we're going to pick up with the sixth step of the 12 steps. Now, a couple of things that I want to cover so that everybody's in the loop is the 12 steps, in my opinion, become a beautiful guide for Christian discipleship, for a recovering believer, for somebody moving through the process. Um, I have become overwhelmingly impressed with the 12 steps. Now, steps four, five, six, and seven, they sort of work together. And we're at a moment in the 12 steps where a person working through the steps of the process is coming to grips with themselves. You're, you're really taking responsibility for your life in a way that I absolutely admire. And so quick way of review, Sean, would you catch us back up with steps four and five? Just remind us what they are, and then we'll hear step six and forward today. Yeah, step four is where we make a, a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And then five is where we admit to God ourselves and another being the exact nature of our wrongs. Okay, so I have taken out, for me, it would be a legal pad, right? So I've written on my notebook all the things that I did, you know, um, all the ways that my sin hurt me or hurt you or somebody else. And then I've sat down with a sponsor or an accountability partner, somebody I trust, and I have spoken those out loud and confessed them. Mm -hmm. So that's heavy, Sean. What's what's next? What's step six? Step six and seven are about our character defects. Um, We come into the rooms of recovery. Usually one situation, life situation, brings us in the rooms of recovery. And we've talked about drugs and alcohol. And that's why most people think and understand what recovery is for. But really, uh, pornography, money, gambling, workaholism, codependency, which is other people, uh, and food, and so many other things bring people in the rooms of recovery. Um, And we get here through that. But now it's time to take a deeper look. And again, going back to John 10, 10, it's time to look at all areas of our life where the thief is stealing, killing, and destroying. And we, with the help of our sponsor and accountability group, we take our moral inventory and they help us start seeing different character defects in our life and shortcomings that we have um, that truly lead to our addiction and other destructive and hurtful behaviors. And so we identify those, uh, and then we humbly ask God to remove all those shortcomings. So we understand that it's not us or my sponsor or the group or anybody else that's taking these away. I didn't do it, my own power. It's the power of Christ in my life that has taken these shortcomings away from me. So after I've made my list, after I've read it and confessed it to my sponsor, you know, step six is me making the decision, coming to the point where I said, I am, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to get to ask God to remove all of this. Mm-hmm. Sean, this sounds an awful lot like the work of the cross. I mean, this, this, <laughs> this really, to me, from a gospel lens, you know, for a pastor, my goodness, this just sounds like 
a, a very strong and concentrated look at what Jesus came to accomplish in a human soul. All right, so step six is I'm, I'm, I'm now ready. I'm coming to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm determined I'm ready to ask Jesus to take away the shame, the guilt, to remove this from me, mm-hmm. to take out these character defects that help me go forward. And then so step seven, I guess, is just me praying, right? It's just I, it's the day I give it to God. Mm-hmm. That's a yep. landmark moment. All right, so you've moved us through the first uh, seven steps, and the the next the next two, eight and nine, they sort of work together. How does how do steps eight and nine function together? Sean? So with the first three, we've tapped into the power and love of Christ in our life. Right. With that, we're able to look at ourselves in very deep, deep, humbling ways. Four through seven. Yep. Now, we go out into our in, into our relationships with other people, and we make amends. So in eight, we make a list of all persons we had harmed and become willing to make amends to them all because we got to get to the process where we're even willing to do that. And then nine, we make direct amends to such people whenever possible. Okay, so I guess the way that I'm understanding this is in in step four and five, you you wrote out that fearless searching moral inventory and you got that list. And now you're looking through at all the people that you wronged. I, I wronged my first cousin. I wronged my friend. I mean, I, I stole from my grandmother. I lied to my parents. You know, I, I, I cheated my boss. And at the end of that, I, I've got this list. I got a list of names, like of people that I've wronged. And now I've, my next mission is to go out to these people. So what, what, what do I do? How does that, how does that work itself out, Sean? I guess how long. How long does step eight and nine take as I go to begin making amends? It takes as long as it takes. And the one thing that that you have to understand is you don't do that alone. You don't go out and start doing trying to make amends on your own by yourself. This is, again, the process of recovery is about connection. You have help from your sponsor and your accountability group to walk you through this process of making amends because they've done it. They know what it looks like. They know how to do it. They know the words to say. A lot of guys and a lot of women do uh, letters that they'll read. So that way they get very clear and concise about what they've done wrong and they make an amends the proper way and not one that's hurtful to somebody else. Well, and I can totally see how we could sabotage the process if Mm -hmm. we, if we, you made a poor apology, you know, if I came in to apologize to you and half of the apology was me telling you what all you've done wrong, I'm not taking responsibility for my life yet, right? Exactly, yeah. correct. Um, you know what? I'm thinking, again, as a pastor, like this is healthy for anybody. Like oh. every every believer, if if I wrong somebody, am I not supposed to confess my sin and am I not supposed to make amends? Well, yeah, absolutely. It's just that in our normal discipleship processes, we never stop and look back and concentrate this much. So this is good for any believer I, I cannot imagine walking through this. And actually, if you, if you look really closely at the people that you know walk closely with God, yep. exhibit Christ in their daily right. walk, they're doing this. Right. They're going to say, hey, they I'm sorry. They just don't know what they're doing. Right. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. They're, they're, well, they're, they're, they're working on their connection with God in real tangible ways. They're taking inventory of themselves. They're understanding. And then they're in the process of amends. You know, one of the things about the cross, um, especially when you read uh, Paul's letters, it, it comes out crystal clear to me, mm-hmm. is that when Christ died on the cross, uh, he made peace between me and God. Like I could accept his sacrifice, his payment for my sin. And in that, I, I could be reconciled to God. But Paul makes it really clear that not only 
does the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ allow me to be reconciled to God, but in the uniting of God's new family, now I can be reconciled to people too. Like the first, mm-hmm. the first step of the gospel work is that I would be reconciled to God, but the second one is that I would be reconciled in healthy relationships to other believers, to other people. Right. And I love that working through the 12 steps, it's not enough just to square away your, your personal walk with the Lord. Like now it's time to make peace with people because mm-hmm. you're really incomplete until you've done that. Right. That's awesome. Okay, so I think we're ready uh, for the next steps. Where are we, Sean? Uh, the last three steps are really about keeping the peace or keeping the love of Christ in your life. Okay. Uh, we continue to take personal inventory when we were wrong, properly admitted it. That's step 10. Step 11, we sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God. That's that's about spending time with God on a daily basis. That's your, your devotion, your quiet time. Right. And then the last one is my favorite. Uh, having had a spiritual experience as a result, as a result, as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to others and practice these principles in all our affairs. So this so is being the hands and feet of Christ in evangelism. As we say, as we say that is that is recovery evangelism. That is like, you know, I know how God gave me hope, and now I'm going to come and bring yes. hope to anybody who's ready for it. That's awesome. So it sounds to me like the last three steps. Now we're just walking with Christ and staying healthy. That's we're, it. we're staying close, and we're repeating the process, and we're walking through the process with others. And I tell the guys that I sponsor, we work the steps so we can live the steps. That's awesome. What would it look like if you're in your life if you live the steps, the abundant life? Right. That's the result. You can have peace with God, peace with men, uh, peace what, with yourself. That's awesome. Yep. Hey, Sean, you've really blessed me. I think you've blessed a lot of folks in our church family. I just want to challenge the church. So in the last two episodes, we've walked through the 12 steps. And I think that if you've been listening, you've been able to see that the 12 steps of the recovery process are really just a a beautiful look, a concentrated glance at Christian discipleship, Mm -hmm. letting the work of the cross uh, take hold of somebody's life. So I want to ask you to share this, like share the podcast, uh, share the last two episodes with people that you think would benefit from it. Talk about it in your small groups or Sunday school classes, talk around your kitchen table. But this is just a healthy process, and I wish that our whole church had a healthy understanding of the 12 steps, because it's kind of a counterstone to the process, sorry, cornerstone to the process in general. Mm -hmm. And so I think the whole church grasping the 12 steps, respecting the 12 steps, uh, really just opens the door for our Celebrate Recovery ministry, uh, being able to provide uh, great discipleship all throughout our church, all throughout our community. So listen to these two episodes, share the two episodes, and let's walk this journey together. Sean, thanks for being with us. Thank you.